Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. Kelly, how was your spooky weekend? It was great. It was very spooky. And I, me and Peter, um, well, Peter was really excited because he didn't have to wear a costume. He could just go out. Yeah, because he's inherently a spooky dude. Right. So he was really excited about that. But, you know, now he's kind of got to got to dial it back a little bit as we move into the Christmas season. The yeah, holiday I mean, season. Ghosts and uh ghosts and winter holidays aren't generally the best friends, I feel like. Yes, but I will say Christmas Carol, there were ghosts in there. Nightmare Before Christmas, there was ghosts in there. So So I think what you're saying is that Peter is going to be just fine. Yeah, it's doable. He's going to have to learn how to cosplay. Yeah, he just needs to be flexible and then he'll be fine. Well, he's a ghost. He doesn't even have like muscles to worry about overextending. That's true. Um, you know who does have muscles though? Who? Giant hulking glistening massive sweaty glistening <laughs> pulsing muscles. Oh. Who? Knuckles, the oh. echidna. Oh yeah, yeah. Who did That's you think true. I met? Uh, I don't know. I guess I think I knew in my heart that you meant Knuckles. Yeah. Um so sadly, depending who you ask, uh not me, I would never say that. Um Idris Elba stated that in the new Sonic movie, Knuckles, who he is voicing, will not be sexy. Um I heard this news. I was shocked. And I, I just thought to myself, huh, I wonder why he said that. I, I wonder what caused him to bring that up because that's really random. And it was basically just like a passing quote in an interview where he's like, no, he's he's not sexy. I'm, I'm not going to make him sexy. He won't be sexy. And I feel like he probably just like before that interview Googled Knuckles for the first time and like scrolled for more than five seconds and was like, whoa, and wanted to make sure that he was separated from those images he saw. Yeah, my theory is a little bit different. Okay, what's your theory? So Idris Elba, I think, is inherently beautiful. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you've ever seen The Office, but he plays ha- a character in The Office... And he says, I am aware of the fe- of the effect I have on women. Because as we all know, Idris Elba does have an effect on women and many men. So I think maybe he was saying that like, yeah, I play sexy characters, but Knuckles is not going to be sexy. That does make sense. But I think but... I like yours better. <laughs> because the idea of scared. Idris Elba Googling Knuckles and scrolling down and being like, oh, that brings me a lot of joy. I just really, I, I do have to believe that there's very slim odds that Idris Elba, esteemed actor, really knows what character he's playing, you know? Like, I don't think he understands how much X-rated content there is of the character he's playing. <laughs> 
they probably just told him like, hey, here's a paycheck if you want to voice like this innocent video game character. And he said yes. Yeah. Which is fine. But like, I don't think he knows what he's getting into here. Yeah. He's opening a whole can of worms. Yeah. A whole can of bugs. A whole can of bugs. Perhaps a snack of bugs. Because a free <laughs> bug snacks expansion was announced for early 2022. Are you excited? Uh, n- not really. I didn't play Bug Snacks, and I have no interest in playing Bug Snacks. But I'm excited for Bug Snacks. Avid Bug the Snack Heads. The snack, the snackers. Snacks, snacks heads. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I played this game to completion. Like I did everything in this game when it came out. Granted, that's not that much more than just beating the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. A difficult game to think about because I don't think it's particularly because I loved it so much as it was a PlayStation 5 launch game and was the PlayStation Plus game that month. <laughs> so like... It's cute. I liked it. It was good. I am not dissing on it at all. But me liking it does not necessarily mean I will return to it even for a free update. Um, and I, I do appreciate, I, I don't think that there was much more to be done with it, to be frank. I think it was a nice closed, a nice closed product that I didn't need more of unless it was like a full sequel a few years down their line, but I, I, it's free. So I am not complaining at all. And I appreciate what they're doing for their fans. Yeah. See, when I look at this, it just makes me want to play. It makes me want a Viva Pinata. For current gens. Okay. Do you want me to call Microsoft? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, this, well, there's this... this part in the trailer where the, a little bug is wearing a top hat. Yeah. And he has like a little house and I... <laughs> <laughs> and it's really cute. And you used to be able to, in Viva Pinata, you would like build houses for your pinatas. Yeah. And you could also put little hats on them. So... Well, I'll make one of them for you. I'll make the sequel. Okay, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, it's it's hard out here. Yeah, I'll make Thriva Pinata. Oh, that oh, wow. that 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 sounds pretty good to me. Um, this was this Bug Snacks trailer was in a in the PlayStation showcase that we discussed. Yes. Which um, we have a couple more things we're gonna talk about from that, but oh my goodness. I uh disappointment is a generous term. It was quite a mess of a show. <laughs> Almost no reveals. It's mostly just like updates to old things, updates on things we already knew about, and then like a couple tiny reveals and no exciting release date reveals, which is, seems to be PlayStation's MO now. Uh but to take the negative spin off of this, one of the games that they did announce was a new entry in the Star Ocean franchise, Star Ocean The Divine Force. This is a franchise by Square Enix. I didn't expect to see one of these games at this showcase. I didn't expect a new Star Ocean game anytime soon. I feel like this has been a very quiet series lately. I liked the trailer. Graphically pretty impressive. It's coming to PS5 and PS4, as is every every game they showed in the showcase was PS5 and PS4. No PS5 exclusives. Um, It gave me big Xenoblade Chronicles X vibes. 
That's I. That's that's how I feel. It's the colors and like yeah. the graphical style. It's very distinct, and like that game's kind of like a lot of people know about it, but very people, very few people have played it because it was on Wii U, which nobody had. Um, <laughs> but I think that's a good thing. I loved Xenoblade Chronicles X, and I wish there were more games like it. But it's coming next year. Uh, it's not exclusive. It's just this was where it was revealed. I'm excited. I think it's cool that Square Enix showed this off, and I'm glad for Star Ocean fans. Uh, g- good for them. Good. Yay. Good. Good stuff. You know. I feel like I, I want to have more to say, but I don't. Yeah, sometimes there's just not a whole lot to say. It just looks... Um, I mean, go watch the trailer if it sounds interesting. It's yeah. an action RPG with yeah. lots of zooming around in the air and running, and there's lots pretty environments and characters and fighting. Yes. I've been looking at... <laughs> well, last week I almost bought um, Tales of Arise. Oh. But I... Well, I went to like a secondhand store. I went to the exchange, for those who are familiar. Yeah. And they really only had one new copy, and, you know, it was like 70 bucks. So I was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'll just hold it off. <laughs> I I don't want to trash on a business in our video game podcast, but I went to the exchange coincidentally very recently. Um, a new one that opened near me. And I haven't been there in a while. And like the prices weren't perfect before, but I saw a bunch of amiibos and they had like, they had an Isabel amiibo loose and it had a $40 price tag on it. And I was like, wait, that can't be right. So I did look on Amazon. It's the Isabel that was packaged with uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival for the Wii, which is still available on Amazon for $20 and comes with Isabel and uh, another Amiibo and the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, the exchange is just kind of, I think they just Google prices and then slap price the biggest one they see on. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't even think Tales of Arise is 70 on, I don't think it's supposed to be 70 on PS5. Maybe it was 60. Maybe it was 60. I guess. I just thought maybe I'd get like a, maybe I could find like a used copy since it's been like a month or two, but. Yeah. Nope. That's fine. That's completely unrelated. But I just, I saw this trailer and I don't know why, but it kind of like reminded me of a Tales of game. Oh yeah. It shares a lot of DNA, I'd say. So. That was just, I just needed to go off on that tangent that had almost nothing to do with the news that we were sharing. <laughs> well, Black Friday is right around the corner, and that means that we can buy a bunch of games for less money. That's true. I also can buy it. Like, I'm I'm not, like, I can do it. Like, I want to buy that game, but I just, and I have the ability. I just am so, like, I get kind of caught up in the games that I am playing right now that I have already played about 25 times in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But I really need to branch out. Hey, it happens to the best of us. It does. I think it's comforting to play games that we are familiar with and that we enjoy. Yeah. Especially games that maybe we played when we were younger. So. Yeah. But alas, it's unrelated. Um (laughs) Something that was also shown off was a new trailer. It was pretty uh, long. It was a trailer for the game Little Devil Inside. Um, there was no release date, 
but the trailer showed off a few different features. Like there's some, like the traveling and like there's like a little phone thing. And uh, I don't know if it's a phone, but it's like a little apparatus. And there was this really cute part in the trailer where he's like driving and there's like a bunch of sheep in the road. And he's like, hey, sheep, move. And they all go, eh. And they like all like vibrate off the road. <laughs> um, but yeah, no release date. So it, it looks like a little, uh, I don't know, is it an indie game? I think it's like a medium scale, like an indie studio that's supported by Sony. Yeah. I can't say for sure. It's like I, a little stylistic. Looks good. The trailer wonked me out because there were like, it has like, quite a few different art styles and the gameplay seems like there's a lot of different wit types of gameplay in this trailer the combat is like really slow and methodical but then like when you're on overworld moving you're just like these little dolls popping up and down i really yeah. don't understand what this game is and the trailer did not help it looks quite quirky yeah and it doesn't look bad but i also am like okay but i kind of want to wait till later so i can maybe understand what this game is it almost gives me death stranding vibes in that way of like i don't exactly know what i watched but i like it for some reason yeah and it's like he's going somewhere and doing something but why yeah what is the reason i guess we'll find out in the distant future probably not next year since they didn't even say a release date yeah that's interesting it was a really, I mean, it, it was a really, like, meaty trailer. I'm surprised. I, no that's what confused me. They closed the show with it. Like, they were confident in this thing. It was a five-minute trailer, and then they were just like, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. See you guys. Bye-bye. Um, speaking of old comforting games, that was a bad transition, because you spoke about that last topic. <laughs> oh, well. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas has been announced to be coming to Oculus Quest 2 uh, by Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I didn't. I feel like that's important. Yeah. I would not have guessed this. It. Part of me would be like this. That's bad. That's going to be dumb. But then also Resident Evil 4 just launched on Quest 2 and is getting like incredible reviews and people are saying like wow this is like a redefining of what this game can do and what it means to be in the resident evil 4 in in that game you know so and i i plan on playing the resident evil 4 vr version somewhat soon and i feel like that will dictate how i feel about this announcement yeah yeah i i guess i see more utility in making a game like resident evil for the oculus rather than a game like Grand Theft Auto, but... Yeah, like a I'm linear sh- shooter makes more sense, I think. Yeah, but... I don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the open world aspect of Grand Theft Auto is sort of diminished when you like translate that to VR, but, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not the case. I guess they do Skyrim VR, and that's, you know... That's fairly open world too. So. But that was also designed in first person and this was not. So that might make That's a big true. difference. That's true. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Why these people make these choices? I don't know why Mark Zuckerberg makes any of his choices. Also, I don't like that the Facebook rebranding includes uses of the words metaverse, which is <laughs> definitively part of Persona 5 and like 
represents like the clouded consciousness of the general masses. And I'm like, did did nobody Google that before? <laughs> Are you like not allowed to Google things if you work at Facebook because it's Google? Yeah. Probably have That's to bing it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I don't even know. GoDaddy? No, that's a website thing. Uh, DuckDuckGo? They probably just look it up on Facebook and then get a bunch of lies and conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, I'm really... That's great that Mark Zuckerberg's doing more things because he's so good at running Facebook. Yeah, and he's such a cool guy that we like. <laughs> Speaking of mismanagement... <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ouch. Um, so last week we talked about how the cyberpunk PS5 update or, uh, current gen update was delayed to early next year as well as Witcher 3. Um, they're just delaying all cyberpunk is delaying all updates to 2022. So any and all cyberpunk updates are now delayed. I, that's pretty much all there is to it. There was like, um. They released like a revised uh, roadmap, <laughs> which like meant nothing. It was just a bunch of like, okay, one, two, three, four, DLC, five, six, seven, eight, DLC. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, there's not actually any time on this. It's just like in order when you it's would just release a bunch them, of numbers. Like, yeah, it would be in order. <laughs> um, I, I I do have to say though, I really don't think this is that big of a deal because it's November. I think it's kind of a bummer because it'll be one year, like the one year anniversary of the game next month. So it would stand to reason that they would release some sort of like yearly anniversary update. But I also think that it, they'd be better off just like not messing up anything more than they already have. And if they feel like they need to delay these things to next year, then that's fine with me because it's November. So next year is really only two months away. Yeah. It's more, so, I feel like for me, it's more so the weirdness of announcing this like after yeah. that previous announcement of the current gen versions. I'm like, why didn't you just bundle those together? And also, like, it's just the situation makes it so, like, anytime they announce something even a little bit like bad like this, it's like, ugh. Yeah. Just add to the pile. Because yeah. even if they've done like a lot of good, it doesn't feel like they've solved the issues at hand yet right right so i don't know we'll see what this what these updates even entail just what is it going to be stability 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 and stability maybe some like quality of life stuff like hey you know in this cyberpunk ultra futuristic game well the way that you make your character in the very beginning of the game you cannot change the way that they look yeah that's absurd like you guys can probably throw that in, right? <laughs> I mean, the game's Make been out for universe. a year now, so it's a little bit interesting that that's not a feature. Have like mm. a, what you call, like a... Well, like a barber. Plast uh, or, or a plastic yeah. surgeon or something. Like, it's the future. A ripper doc, yeah. Like, one specifically for, like, appearances. Yeah. I don't know. Just a lot of, like, little things like that that don't, like, ruin the game, but they're, like... Why didn't anybody do this? Like, why wasn't this even thought of? Maybe, maybe that's what they mean the by updates, and maybe they'll be doing more patches and stuff. I don't really know because it's really unclear. The language that they use is very unclear. 
Yeah, it just it just feels like the mismanagement's kind of carrying on at this point, and yeah. it's just going to stay that way probably right. forever. I don't think they're going to repair themselves properly. No, I don't think so either. And I, this I, nothing happened after Cyberpunk came out. Nobody was fired. Nobody changed positions. It was just it's still Oops. the same team. <laughs> so it's like it was just like sorry guys. They they're just having to clean up their own mess, and it's taking a long time. Yeah. The game should have been delayed till 2022. Or three. Honestly, yeah. What a mess. What a mess. a mess. Messy, messy mess. Vigari... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Vicarious visions. I didn't even say anything like bad or offensive. I just said Vigari. Bye, Gary. <laughs> so it comes up, bye, Gary. See you later. <laughs> Vicarious Visions, the studio behind uh, the remake of Tony Hawk, as well as other things for Activision, is reportedly losing its name and merging with Blizzard. This is another situation where everything, all the air around this story makes this story sound worse. Because anything to do with Blizzard or Activision right now, I'm going to be like, ew. Like they could literally just be yeah. like, "Oh, we uh, you know, we did, we gave forty dollars to a food bank," and I'd be like, "I don't care," because you did all this stuff. Also, I don't know why they'd give forty dollars to a food bank, but I also think this is bad because Vicarious Visions is one of the few studios that makes like original stuff still, and Blizzard realistically is just an Overwatch machine. Yeah, and. You know, I don't think Activision needs to reduce the number of games it's making. I think they need to expand and also address a lot of stuff. <laughs> as a side note, this was a story that happened this week as well. Uh, Bobby Kotick took a major pay cut to the absolute minimum he was able to be paid per year, which was about like $60,000. And it's a hollow gesture and still screw him because he got a $155 million bonus a couple months ago. Oh. I'm I'm only getting paid $60,000 a year. Don't 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 look at the bonus. That guy stinks. He's stinky and he smells bad. And I you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. Get him. Um sorry. Why are you apologizing? It's Bobby Kotick. He doesn't need to apologize to. Just reminiscing about a stinky man. He can <laughs> cry into like a couple I wasn't million. apologizing to him. I was apologizing to the audience because they were probably like, yeah, we get it. Stanky. Stanky. Anyway, so um, Amy Hennig, who was a writer and director for uh, Uncharted and Jack and Daxter, and a few other Naughty Dog games. Um, she is reportedly teaming up with the studio Skydance, or Skydance Studios. Um, and they are making a Marvel property. So Skydance has made movies. And oh, they also so made a VR game. The, the Walking Dead VR game, which was actually supposed to be pretty good. But 
Um, they're making a Marvel game, and it's supposed to be an original story, and she will be writing and or directing. So. I would assume it's, so this is technically not a game, but also Amy Hennig is very historically a video game director, so I'd be surprised if this was not a video game. Oh, yeah, yeah. It says Marvel Project. It could be a movie. It could be a TV show, but, you know. With Amy Hennig involved, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Interesting. It's uh, it's a weird middle ground because I do think there's an oversaturation of video game or Marvel in video games right now. But these ones specifically, like these high budget games like Spider-Man, like the new Wolverine game that are coming, like those games I get excited for because I really trust the studios, you know? Yeah. So... With those properties, like, I'm fine. Like, with if Amy Hennig is legitimately making a new Marvel game, that's fine. I'm a little confused, though, because she's working on uh, Foretold, Foreshadowed, Forspoken. Forspoken. Forspoken for Square Enix. So I guess that game's coming out in a few months, so she's probably done with it. Yeah. But I was just surprised to hear that she's working on something else so soon. And I guess this is also a report, so it could be super early in development. Right. Right. But I trust her a lot. I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was so convincing. There was a moment where I was like, are we about to have a fight? Are we about to have to have an argument? No, I trust her as well. And I, and I am in the same boat as you. I'm not like, I don't really get the Marvel thing um, for games, but things like Spider-Man and that new Marvel role-playing game looks kind of fun, but we'll see. I forget what it's called. Guardians but... of the Galaxy? No, 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 no. It's not out, it's not out yet. <laughs> I it's know. Not out. Oh, the new tactical RPG? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Your... Shadow, Sun, Sun. Sun's. Of Anarchy. No, I think it has Sun in it. Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog, Sun. Sons Shadow... of Shadows, Anarchy. Sh son of Shadow. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> like, I mean, like, Son of Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Midnight Suns. Oh, okay. That's I the knew name there was of, Sun. That's the name of, um, Stephanie Meyer wrote the first Twilight book from Edward's perspective as well. And she titled it Midnight Sun, and it never released. <laughs> you wow. had to like, <laughs> okay, so she, you had to like find it online and like PDF, and you could like read it that way. You heard um, it here first. But I think she actually released it, if I'm not mistaken, later oh. on, like a few years ago, maybe. Well, let's go. Let's do a live reading of it right now. Yeah. Okay. I think that's okay. a good idea. All right. I'm starting right now. Okay. Uh, Shoji Maguro oh. is. Oh wait. Oh, I, I clicked on the wrong thing. This part of Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember Shoji Maguro being in uh, Twilight? No, I'm not sure I do. Maybe, uh, was he Jacob? Yes. Oh, okay. That's why. That's why. I was yes. never Team Jacob, so. The composer for Persona and Shin Megami Tensei and actor for Jacob in Twilight, apparently. Mm -hmm. Shoji Maguro is leaving Atlas or has already left Atlas, should I say. Uh, to work on independent games. Uh, I feel like normally a video game composer leaving a studio wouldn't be the biggest thing in the world. It'd just be kind of like, oh, like go on, like 
live your life, do what you gotta. But this is Shoji Maguro who like is deeply tied to the iconography of especially the Persona series, in my opinion. Like, think of Persona 5, and one of the first thing that comes to mind is, like, the music. You, yeah. s- you hear that music. A- any of the Persona games. Any of yeah. them. Yeah. Like, you, you hear that, baby, 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 baby. You know, yeah. you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Persona 3, all the games have this really iconic music. So, like, instantly I'm like, wait, what's, like, What's going to happen? Like, I know you guys have, like, a good pool of talent to work with, but geez, like, he is so good at creating this audio identity to these games. I don't know what it's going to be like without him. Yeah, that's, it's quite sad. 25 years. Yeah, that's a long time. Very long time. And I'm sure, like, now I'm excited for the independent games that he's working on, because those games are going to be elevated by his music a lot. Yeah. But I I was just very surprised to hear this. Yeah, 25 years. That's a long time. And you really wouldn't expect somebody to bail after that time. You'd expect them to be like, all right, just make another game and then retire or something. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with the next Persona game when that comes out in 20 years. Um, (laughs) What the music will sound like. If it'll try and be in in his style or if it's just going to be like a whole new thing. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. We'll probably yeah. find out at the end of the year, next year, yeah. when when Persona 6 presumably gets announced, <laughs> if there's some music in the trailer. Yeah. It'll get announced for like 2023, and then it'll come out in like 2027. Yeah, I was going to say, like <laughs> six or seven. I just remember, wasn't Persona 4 supposed to come, or Persona 5 supposed to come out in like 2014? Yeah, for the PlayStation 3. Let's not talk about it. And then it came out in 20... <laughs> well, technically, it came out in 2016 in Japan and then 2017 yeah, in America. Let's, let's not dwell on it. Those are dark times. Yeah, it was a long time. I mean, the PS4 came out and then they put it on the PS4. Yeah. That's Damn. funny. Dang. I think you're allowed to say that word. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think our audience's ears will hurt from that one. Okay, sorry guys. Uh, t- tweet at Kelly if you were offended by uh by her word choice there. Yeah, please. I'll apologize to you personally. I don't even think I would have to check the explicit box for that word. Mm, yeah, probably not. I, I don't I even... feel if anything we'd have to check the explicit box for talking about sexy knuckles for a long time. <laughs> I have to be honest, I am like I have I really I have pretty bad potty mouth. Yeah. Um so I really have to like temper myself for this podcast. It's hard sometimes. I just want to, <laughs> I just well, want to go crazy. <laughs> you've only sworn three times on recording. Um, the first one, well, the second one you called a uh, Willem Dafoe the B word in a nice way, but but we did have to cut that out. Do you remember doing that? Oh yeah, yeah. I called so, him a yeah down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was down. <laughs> like he was down yeah. for anything. Yes, but then you paused and you said, "Wait, that's not allowed." <laughs> and then, um, I believe you told the audience to do something obscene to themselves once. What? But that's... <laughs> no way! You're making that up. You're trying to make me look bad. <laughs> no way! Get this guy out of here. Get this the... guy out of here, Mr. Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get this guy out of here. We're not on Facebook. If Facebook sent an offer to post our podcast on Facebook, I'd decline it. Yeah. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I can't even play Farmville. You probably can. I don't even know. <laughs> I just made that up. But <laughs> guess what I played this week, Kelly? Guess what released and that I played this week? What? Mario Party Superstars. This is the latest Mario Party game. It's out on Nintendo Switch. It is sort of like a best of game. It has maps from the Nintendo 64 games and mini games from across the series. Uh, I played a couple hours of it in a small group setting. So I played some local multiplayer. Uh, I will not do a full review, but this is some impressions because I don't think it's fair to review a game you haven't played more fully. Um, but the maps I played on, I liked a lot. I think the visual improvements uh, are incredible because these are Nintendo 64 maps that they remade. When you enter a map, it shows you little screenshots of what it looked like on N64 just to make you be like, whoa, you did it. Good job. And then uh, I also think it looks a bit better than Super Mario Party, the other Mario Party on Switch. Just like some nice animations that are improved and like shadow details are pretty good. The gameplay is Mario Party. If you don't know anything about Mario Party, uh, how? How'd, how'd you pull that off? Uh, but it's it's the same formula. Very satisfying to play if you're willing to deal with a lot of luck-based mechanics. The mini games are really good. They picked like the best of the best, so it's kind of like cheating, but also I don't care because I get to play them. And they're also all visually improved, so it looks really nice. I played this game with a pro controller, which was very exciting because you are only allowed to play Super Mario Party with a single sideways Joy-Con, even if you're playing alone, which I think is... It makes sense in this because some of the minigames require like motion and stuff, but I don't know. I don't think it's worth it so that you have to play with a sideways Joy-Con. I kind of wish that this game merged with Super Mario Party. Because there's some things about this game that are worse than that one. I think the mini games are generally better, and I think it's visually a bit nicer. But they cut back the roster a lot for this one. And, like, there's some fun characters from Super Mario Party that just aren't here. It's just, like, the basics. And then they got rid of the 2v2 multiplayer mode. Which, yeah, I, I know because they're based only on N64 maps, you can't really do that. But, like... Why can't you do that? Just make altered versions. That was my favorite part of Super Mario Party was the two versus two mode. So I was very disappointed by that. But I had fun. You know, it's Mario Party. If you like Mario Party, you will enjoy this one. It's bogus just as usual. So make sure you play with people who aren't angry or competitive or it will not be fun. <laughs> um, and it has pushy penguins. <gasps> That's a good one. That's a good one. The penguins are pushy. I yeah. have a question for you. Yeah, I you, might have an answer. When you play Mario Party, who do you pick as your character? Um, so in this one, it was Rosalina, which is part of my disappointment because in the last game, it was a it was a toss between Shy Guy because I like when he goes, wow. Yeah, and he's so cute. And Monty Mole. Oh, Monty Mole. He's because Monty so Mole cute. is a really stupid inclusion that I love. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the dumbest thing. 
Yeah. So, and those two characters are gone. That's ridiculous. Bring back Shy Guy. Yeah, that felt, I mean, I guess because he's like part of a lot of the stages, they couldn't have him. But like, I don't care. Yeah. Shy Guy can, in Super Mario Party, you could play Whack-A-Mole as Monty Mole. Like, it's fine. It's dark. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I, I think it was a strange choice. He yeah. looks really nervous in Super Mario Party. He sweats and gets Aww. really big eyes when he's playing. No, but that is not the case so here. Yeah, I thought it was a strange thing to reduce the character roster because they clearly used the first, like the last game as a basis graphically. So why didn't they just keep all the characters? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big uh, Yoshi girl and Dry Bones. Yeah. And um, Luigi sometimes. Yeah. I'm mixed. I think. It's just sad because there's a lot of things about the last one that I like. Like, I like the custom dice that everybody had unique dice. I like yeah. the 2v2 mode. I like the character selection. And I think this is, like, a more polished game as far as, like, the maps and the mini games. But those little features make a big difference, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I might have more impressions later if I decide to play a lot more. But I can't imagine my opinion changing much. I, 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 I covered most of the bases. Yeah, and I, and it's good Mario that it has Party. online multiplayer. That's completely like, you can pause and resume games with friends at any time, which is good. So that's a huge improvement. Yeah. So, well, look at that. Look at us. We made it through another week. We survived the spooky holiday. Yep. That means coming up is the turkey holiday. Yeah. Or as some I of like us, to call it's... it. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Nope. Oh. <laughs> well, we were both going to make a joke about what we call Thanksgiving, I think. Some of us like to call it the mashed potato holiday. Why are you vegetarian? Well, I just don't love turkey. But. Balloon. Balloon? <laughs> what did you just I was I... say? I like, was trying to say, we'll see and I'll eat it. And it just turned into. Um, <laughs> this is not even a word. Just nothing. Just my brain being gray mush. Yeah. I don't even remember my joke because I got so distracted by the room. <laughs> so, well, thank everybody for listening. Look forward to next week. I hope that you're enjoying uh, the start of this November. I cannot believe it's November. Ugh. This Have is to do our your 20th... holiday shopping. Yeah, maybe buy uh, buy your relatives a Patreon gift card, and tell them to go support. Mm. Talking, it's a weird thing that I keep making jokes about, considering we don't have a Patreon. Yeah, maybe it's your subconscious just wanting to get a Patreon. Yeah, I think it makes about a point zero percent chance for us to get a Patreon, but I want one so that I can say subscribe to our patreon yeah i know me too that would be our <laughs> christmas wish <laughs> santa uh advertise us so we get so big so we get huge please santa please i'll never please. question your realness again did you question his realness yeah i do 
All right, I'm calling it. I, th- thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.